it's really weird but and it sounds really offensive but when i'm shooting a model yeah the second the camera's to my eye they're not a model they're not but they're a subject they're an object that i'm trying to work the scene around they're not a person yeah so it's not sexual yeah it's really like and the thing is when i say this to somebody who's not a photographer i know at the back of their mind they're thinking bollocks up it's aiden jones you are listening to sitting under a tree tuesday the 5th of november 2019 the tea's still hot the day is warm and the heart is cold (laughs) i'm feeling good man i'm in my little recording studio here by which i mean i've draped my quilt over my fan and a chair in the corner of my room and I'm kind of backed myself into the corner and the quilt is in front of me so as to reduce echo and dampen the sound. I've had some audio tips from a mate uh, about how to improve the audio of the podcast and so this podcast will be recorded in Dolby surround sound 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 sound. <laughs> this podcast should be louder than than the ones in the past. He's taught me about high pass filters and limiters and decibels and fucking input and negative one and all the fucking stuff what you need to fucking make it sound loud and shit. So I'm going to be doing that and from now on, yeah, the podcast is going to be like properly loud. <laughs> it's a sunny day. It's a public holiday. It's it's a Horse Murder Tuesdays here in Victoria, Australia. It's the Melbourne Cup Day. Um, people are, every year, people get more and more pissed about it. They're killing those beautiful animals. Uh, it's, I've heard people just basically describing it as like the ritual torture and murder of horses. It's like they're racing horses and... There's like, what, they like bleed, 75% of horses have blood in their lungs? <laughs> Fuck. That's so much, man. All the articles that I've read in the lead up to it, it's just, it's intense. I I mean, look, I don't care. I guess don't hurt horses if you want to race them. I don't know. Yeah. I read some cartoon and it was like... Uh, saying that the people who run the Melbourne Cup are all like, they're the people, they're all saying like, but I love my horses and it's the rest of the racing industry that's bad and they're giving us a bad name. But then in the Melbourne Cup, all these horses are still dying. And I don't know, I'm really not engaged with this, with this issue, but that's what today is. And apparently there's a bunch of people who are really angry about it and they're boycotting the race. I mean, I've never cared about the race to begin with. That's the thing. It's like, I'm like all for stopping the races, but who was really interested in it from the get-go? Racing horses? 
what are you talking about? That's like, <laughs> what an absurd, why, why don't we race marbles down a hill? Like, why, why is it fucking horses? I guess it's because we used to do battle on horses and they were like an integral part of Victorian society 150 years ago. When's the last time a horse defined the destiny of a civilization? Who cares about fucking how fast horses are now? I guess at least with greyhounds, like, you can't... How does the blood get in their lungs? Is that from jockeys whipping them? Is that, like, is that like a, a trauma thing from the whips? Or does the blood get in their lungs from... Just they train them too hard. I've never... Have I ever run so hard that there's been blood in my lungs? It's almost certainly no. Is that a thing that, like, you know, marathon runners, do they have blood in their lungs and they're coughing up blood? Probably. Why am I talking about something that I literally know nothing about? I don't know. But hey, I've got a public holiday, and that's nice. And you know what? If a few horses have to die so that I can sleep until 10am, ah, so be it. <laughs> I wonder if that was obviously enough a joke. I don't know, man. Don't kill horses. If I got one, there's one bit of takeaway that you can have today. Don't kill horses. And if anyone was planning to kill horses today, I mean, have some respect and at least do it on another day of the year rather than doing it. No, I was about to liken it to Australia. It's nothing like Australia Day. Anyway, today on the podcast, we've got Kariah Hussain. A uh, very dear friend of mine from London and a photographer um, who takes photos of uh, mostly women, sometimes men, but mostly women, sometimes on the street or sometimes in, in like indoors privately and um, in lingerie or sometimes naked or sometimes in dresses or sometimes I'm sure these got somewhere they just wear regular pants as well. Um, they're really great photos, man. Karai, I've been friends with Karai for... A few years now, three or four years, and I've always known him to be this guy who's who's kind of going full tilt in a photography, and he's going out scoping out new places to shoot around London. He's from London, uh, lives in London, so we had a chat about a month ago, just before I left, and uh, we spoke about his photography. And the central question that I wanted answered was, um, how does he? Because if you go like his go on his Instagram at. Karai Hussain, that's K-O-R-A-Y-H-U-S-S-E-I-N, um, and go and check it out, man, his photos are really amazing, he's actually taken my, uh, photo that I'm using, um, as the poster of my new show this year, in Perth and Adelaide, locked in for, uh, for Aiden Jones, Taco, Taco is the name of the show, and uh, the posters, every poster that you'll see or every image or flyer or anything, Karai took that photo. And uh, it's just, they, he likes muted colours. I was looking through the Instagram just then trying to kind of get, uh, figure out a way to describe them. They're like muted tones, not a lot of colour. Um, but they're just fucking classy, man. Even when he takes a photo of um, a girl wearing no clothes, it's still... There's a there's a class to it. It's not smart. It doesn't feel dirty. It doesn't feel like it feels like safe for work, in a way. You know, it's like art. Um, and I talked to him about that. I talked to him about how I'm so in awe of the fact that he has this skill of making people feel comfortable in front of the camera. Um, and uh, and and 
I mean, there's a level of like, I don't think I could take photos like that because I think my I'm just a smutty, I'm I'm just a dirty pig, you know. Um, and and every, I I tried to talk about it a bit. I didn't talk about it as much as I would have liked when when I spoke to Karai. But I feel like there's a certain vulnerability to taking a photo of someone because when you take a photo of someone you're almost admitting to the way that you view that person. And so if you view someone as a sexual object, you really can't hide that when you take a photo of them because you're going to like you're going to focus on the parts that you're kind of drawn to and then someone can look at that photo and like see that you've put the tits at the middle or whatever it is, you know? And uh, and they go, oh wow, you were really looking at that girl's tits. It's like people being able to see inside your head and see where you're looking. And and I know that <laughs> I just my eyes are drawn to places that they shouldn't be. That it's rude to be drawn to. And Karai doesn't seem like his mind works like that. And I'm kind of in awe of that. And I I did talk to him a little bit about that and tried to kind of understand where he's coming from in the way that he takes his photos, how he makes people feel so comfortable and just get inside his head a little bit. And it was a really cool conversation. Um, he's a he's a smart dude and he really cares about photography. And also we talked about kebabs. We spent a bunch of time talking about kebabs because Karai is a small, hairy Turkish man. Before being a photographer, I think his first love was uh, was being a small little hairy sweaty greasy turk and so we did obviously cover that aspect of his identity in the uh, in the interview um i'm having a pretty good week man i don't know that i have that much to talk about my garden's going good i killed fucking heaps of slugs last week oh it was a genocide of slugs in my garden just seeing them out there every night i'm out there with my torch on my phone grabbing them up, putting them in little buckets, and then just putting salt on them. It didn't feel as good as I thought it would. I thought it would be good to, like, it would feel good to 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 commit a genocide on, you know, all these slugs that were, that dude, they destroyed one of my fucking marigolds, man. I'm telling you, I just, I came out there one morning, and my marigold was, one of the baby marigolds was stripped of all its leaves, and I just... I looked up what can die. I looked up. I googled who did this. I googled something like what destroys marigolds, Melbourne, and uh, the one of the first things was like slugs, and it says slugs can eat the foliage of your marigolds or can be known to decimate young plants. And I saw that word and I was like, decimate. I focused in on that. I was like, that's what they fucking did. That is exactly what they did to my fucking beautiful marigold. And so every day I was out there just picking up those slugs with flyers after work, putting them in this tub and, and, and just doing the salt grinder on top of them. And, uh, yeah, I thought it would feel good and it didn't. I watched them die one day and it felt really, it hurt. Like, I don't know. I just, I guess that's nice to know that I feel something when I watch even slugs die. Maybe we could race slugs. Would people get that? upset if we raced slugs <laughs> it's not as like it's not as exciting is it no you know why because it because you feel more hurt is it why is it not as exciting to race slugs as it is to race horses i guess because horses go faster than us 
It's like a big animal. And maybe that's why people care so much. That's where the jeopardy comes from, because it's a big animal. It also is sad when they die. It's no tragedy when a slug dies. Is that where the excitement comes from? That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Maybe, I mean, the reason we race them and it's so exciting is because we used to ride horses, right? And that's why it was, like, good to have a fast horse and so you want to find the fastest horse. And then we stopped riding them because we built cars, but it was still, like, all these things go so fast. How fast can we make them go? If we could breed a slug big enough to ride, then would we be able to have the Melbourne Cup of Slugs instead of the Melbourne Cup of Horses. And if a slug was big enough to ride, would people be upset if we killed it? If a slug was big enough to ride, I'd, fuck, man, that would be terrifying. What am I talking about? I, don't, I really don't care about the Melbourne Cup. I'm putting on the fucking episode, man. If, you, uh, if you've been liking this podcast, go and like it on Instagram, at sittingunderpodcast. Um... Check out my website. I'm going to fucking fix it soon, man. This is my thing. This week, I'm going to write a list of goals for my whole life, smaller goals to make up that goal, and then at the fucking lowest end is just like the the third list is things that I can do literally in a day, and I'm going to put that list on my bedroom wall and start doing shit, and one of those things is redo my website because I had someone go on my website. My website? I had someone go on my website recently and see that I had like I had a blog up from fucking Dublin 2017 and they thought it was from this year and they messaged someone and were like go to his show in Dublin and I was like I had to reply on the because it was on one of my pictures and be like hey man sorry um that is from two years ago so I'm I'm definitely not going to be in Dublin in December that was embarrassing so I'm going to redo my website so go on there fucking check go on my fucking YouTube just dude Go and take in all of my media, is what I'm asking you to do. But before that, listen to this episode of Sitting Under a Tree with Karai Hussain. I'll talk to you guys next week. Ciao.
and <coughs> it was just um, I had seven pounds on my on my oyster, God. and then uh, so I get the train from Crofton Park to um, Elephant and Castle, and it's a national rail. And then when you get off the national rail, they don't have gates, but they've got the little touch out thing. And, oh. I, and I just like walk past it because I'm getting on the Bakerloo, get to Bakerloo, and there's the gates. And I'm like, okay, I just tap in, and it goes nut. Nah, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's because I didn't tap out. So I ask the guys, like, yeah, you have to go back. So I go back to the National Rail, yeah. try to tap out there, doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, sick. I got to the window, and I'm like, hey, mate, um, I just, this is what happened. And he's like, I can't do anything. Um, you know, you've got to call this number. And I just threw, I threw my card down. I was like, well, fuck him. Fuck him. You know, and he's like, don't yell at me, mate. And I'm like, I'm not. I apologize. I apologize. And he's like, no, don't yell at me. I'm like, I said, I apologize, mate. So, and then I'm like, and he's like, we don't do oyster here. So you've got to go back to the thing. So I go back to, go back to Elephant Castle. And I'm like, hey, man, this is what happened. And he's like, okay. And he takes me to the machine. I'm like, yeah, see, he's charged me 560 for a fucking two-pound trip. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Uh, gets his lady to go there, and he goes, just touch him, uh, touch him in here. And she goes, yeah, when you go out the other end, it should just charge you for the other trip. So I go out the other end, and it's charged me another 560. Yeah. So I'm fucking, I was on seven <laughs> quid. That was enough for the day. Now I'm on minus four or something. Yeah, welcome to London. Furious. Yeah. And I, there's no way I'm going to call them and get that money back. That's yeah, just money's yeah. gone. Oh, my God. I don't want to be one of them guys who's going to up your story. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but what my, you got? All right. Walking up to Barking Station to come in. Yeah. I know this oh, that's up. not bad. The coffee? Yeah. That's surprising. I was expecting it's, it to be It's not horrific, but it's not awful. See, I'm a tea drinker. You know that. Yeah. So I only drink coffee by Brenda. Oh, she, really? She knows exactly the kind of oh, coffee nice. that I, I like. But, um, yeah, walking up to Barking Station, I noticed a little crowd of people. And I walk up, I sort of peek in. There's a geezer having a seizure in the middle oh, of the fucking road. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking ruined <Wow>. my day. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm standing there, like, so, all right, what's what's happened? And she's sort of trying to put him in the recovery position. He's yeah. choking even more. And, like, there's, like, one guy standing on the corner checking for the ambulance. So I'm che- standing on the other corner to see if the ambulance is coming through there. Yeah. And then as I'm standing there sort of waiting, my uncle just pops out out of nowhere, sort of taps me on the shoulder, he goes, oh, Carl, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, just he's having a sit-shins down the road, trying to make sure he doesn't die, you know? (laughs) And um, so I'm talking with him, and all of a sudden this other woman comes and taps me on the shoulder. And I go, oh, what's up? She goes, yeah, you're blocking the the ambulance from pulling up. So not only am I not helping, I'm contributing (laughs) to this geezer's fucking... Ch- choking on your own oh tongue or whatever God. the fuck they do. Didn't cost you eleven pound though, did it? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. J- just like a, maybe a space in heaven. Just oh, maybe. Oh <laughs> man, that's funny. I've oh, been yeah. at Victoria before, and some dude fell down the stairs or <laughs> something like that. What was it? Or it was yeah, it was like a lady at the bottom of the stairs, and she tripped or she got caught on the thing or something. Oh, the escalator. Yeah, yeah, and then she was just at the bottom of the stairs, fucking having a panic attack, and then. And there's only one escalator going down into Victoria, so oh, it's just God. like everyone's fucking trying to pull her to the side, but not, you know, whatever. Yeah, and there's yeah. just people banking up behind her. See, that's that's the thing. In London, they don't really give a shit what's happening to you if, no. you're, if you're delaying their journey. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's like that Patrice bit where he's talking about. Yeah, on why? The, on, have, uh, what is it? There's dead bitches holding up my dinner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I saw that. Like, I was aiming to get here about a half hour early, and yeah. like what I just got here. Yeah, like, me too, actually. But I mean, I, I'm stoked that when I'm on time, I'm like, yo. It's hard here. It. 
is hard. I mean, it's just so hard, I think, delays. in life generally. It's like drinking. Every every culture that I come in contact with, they think they're the biggest. They're like, oh, you know, we're big drinkers. And they're always like, oh, we're always late. Like Bolivian time. When I was in Bolivia, they're like, yeah. Bolivian time, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I think people would just... I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. Just like to sit at home until the last minute to not fucking go yeah. and do the shit that they got to do. Like my, my sister in law's Egyptian, and yeah. like that's sort of like her, they do her, her running joke is, oh, you know, you know, I've, we need you. I run, I run on Egyptian time. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not Egyptian time. It's, it's the fact that you don't know just, how to look at a watch. People are just always late. Yeah. Even in Germany, they talk about how the trains are always late. And I'm like, you know, this is Germany. Yeah, right? you guys like, are meant to be the most efficient yeah. motherfuckers out there. I said someone was on stage yesterday talking about, or maybe it was the day before, it was some hacky bullshit that was like, oh, Where was this? Um, I can't remember, some comedy club, but it was just like, the joke was like, um, I can't even remember the joke. The joke was basically like, oh, you know, this thing would never run on time in London, because you know what London's like, the buses are always late, and I'm like, the buses are great! <laughs> what are you talking about? But everyone just likes to have this idea. The thing is, and I've noticed this, the more I travel, we really take for granted, like, this mm. city. Mm-hmm. Like, just literally everything about it. I was just in Istanbul. Oh my god. And literally, every direction you head in, it's uphill. It's really weird. <laughs> like, you can be it's going... Like an Escher you, painting. Yeah, you can go into this fucking, uh, like, the Blue Mosque, and it's uphill, and then you turn around to go back to your Airbnb, and it's fucking uphill. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I was saying to my mate who I went away with, yeah. how hills are so rare in London that we actually name areas after it. So you've got, like, Tower Hill. Yeah. Primrose Hill. That's how fucking rare <laughs> yeah, it is to so be walking funny. uphill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and over there, it's just, like, Primrose Street. Yeah. That happens to be at a 40-degree yeah, gradient. It's ridiculous. Like, there's an area in Istanbul called Balat, where, literally, if you walk halfway up this hill and you just face north... Yeah. If you're facing straight... You don't see sky, just the road just disappears at the top of your vision. Yeah. And then you turn around and you look and you don't see the ground. Oh, you just what? see sky. It's just a ridiculous, like it feels like it's a 90 degree angle. I don't understand. Like, so you walk up the road, up yeah, the hill. Yeah, it's so steep. Like, yeah. If you're looking straight, like you're not looking up, just looking straight at eye level. Yeah. That it, the road just carries on going oh. above, like, out of your vision. Oh, you can't see yeah, it above it. it is ridiculous. Oh my God. And I'm a photographer and I was with another photographer and we were trying to take pictures to make you see how steep yeah. this fucking hill was. Yeah. And we were getting more and more angry at our cameras that every time we took a picture, it looked, it still looked, it didn't do it it didn't justice. Look, yeah. It's ridiculous. Is there a way to do that? Like, like, um, you know, like when you send a dick pic and you put it next to a 50 cent coin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you put your dick next to a 50 cent coin, you're oh, like, yeah, see, yeah. almost yeah. covers the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Like, like, is there a way? Like, see, a- I try with a penny, just to sort of, <laughs> <laughs> just to, and I just tell people to two pence piece. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> is there um, something you can do? I mean, not really, because you need to get motion yeah. to get Well, the slow. only thing I can think of is to fucking, like, put somebody laying down on the floor. And that way you can see the angle they're at because when you're looking at the ground because it's all the same fucking texture it just sort of blends in oh, and looks flat so there is a gross but yeah. if someone's laying down on the ground it would just like you've put the picture on the side yeah but if you tell people it's not like this is fucking yeah that's like, the I'm angle at his that actual at. feet and you can see his head yeah, is yeah. My head or level. it would be two people it would be someone standing up and someone laying yeah. down you'd need like a point of reference but yeah. because there isn't yeah. Like the only thing you have are the houses, but even they're sort of built to make sure that yeah, it's easy to get into. Wherever. Like even some of the fucking doors in the houses yeah. are fucking wonky. How long were you in Istanbul for? I uh, saw some of those pictures. Was the other person... Was that photo- Were you there with a photographer and a model, or was the photographer uh, a beautiful woman? No, no, I was there with another photographer, a street photographer. 
and then there's a model that um, I've been wanting to um, shoot with for a while and she's based out in the Philippines yeah and she just messaged me saying look I'm going to be in um, Istanbul yeah this week if you can come out so that was the main reason there why I went out there some fucking beautiful pictures man and you were staying in this like Airbnb oh the Airbnb was the be- most beautiful part of Istanbul what was that because it was just this Airbnb in Beolu which is like just off of the Istanbul's Istanbul. Turkey, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just off of like the, the like their Oxford Street. Yeah. Which is like ten times like worse than street. our Oxford oh, Street. Oh really? Yeah, because it's like there's a tram that goes up and down there. Uh-huh. And it's just open, like always. Like you can walk up and down there at like one, two in the morning and the fucking like the JD Sports or whatever oh, they've sh- got. Whoa. Like their version of JD Sports is open. And it's, it's just shit going on. Yeah, like they just don't give Dude, a shit. Just buying fucking things. Yeah. yeah. It's just Fucking! I was there when Wolves won. Oh, amazing! And then I got in the airport, and I could see this geezer standing there in like a Wolves, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. shirt. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, like the night before, Wolves went to Besiktas and beat them one 0 in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. And, like I think they scored in the like, 94th minute. Yeah. And I didn't know know this. I only found out afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the airport, like waiting to check in, like in my luggage. And there's this geezer from like wearing a Wolves shirt. Yeah, That's yeah. Weird. That is a geezer because you don't expect Wolves to be in a fucking in no, Europe. No, definitely not. Yeah, unless you follow them. So I just see him, and he's really fucking chippy, really happy. Yeah. And I was thinking, why is this geezer so fucking happy? He's from Wolverhampton, <laughs> and he's going, he's going back it to Wolverhampton. Like, I mean, and he's wearing his Wolverhampton yeah. shirt in Turkey. Yeah, I yeah. think you're in like this country with like amazing food and like yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. crazy city, but still, it's better than fucking Wolverhampton. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, and the only one I got back, I was like, oh, right, I guess That's it. what happened. Yeah, yeah, he was on like that little hangover sort of thing. I was, I was talking to Mark last night, and we were laughing at the fact that it's so funny that, um, and what, because oh, there was another mate of ours, whatever, so we are showing him your photos, and I was like, it's so funny. Yeah, your photos. Oh. Like, we were just like, oh, because I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Karai tomorrow, and then showed our mate your photos, and, um, and we were just like, you know, look at all these fucking beautiful women and these yeah. amazing photos, and I was like, it's so funny that Karai... Like will travel to these amazing cities around the world and take pictures of gorgeous women, and his Instagram is just full of pictures of kebabs. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, that was my my stories. <laughs> it's like you've got all the different kebab shops that you want to go eight, to. I hit eight kebabs <laughs> in how in many six days? days? In six days. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. No, that was that was the sort of running joke of my mate because as we were sort of building up to going there, like we'd meet up every now and then. He'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to this area and shit. I'm going to go to this here and shit I've got to go to this area I'm like yeah. I've got to go to this kebab shop I've got to go to this kebab shop I've got to go to this kebab shop every time I was sort of looking for a location to shoot in it eventually evolved into me looking at a kebab shop kebab in that shop. area and then not shooting there did you is that, is that just a just a turkey thing that you're doing no no I mean you like eating kebabs everywhere pretty much if I see a kebab the thing is I'm really picky about my kebabs because when you walk around in London you know you see the donut kebab it yeah. just stays white no matter how long it's cooked for it just still yeah, looks like yeah, it's yeah, made yeah. out of fucking paper yeah but if yeah, I see some it, of the stuff in London is gross, man. Some oh, of the lamb God. that you get, it's not. It's, it shouldn't be legal. It's disgusting. It's yeah. like a fucking plastic. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's that. I actually will not get lamb in London now. After the experience I had the other day, yeah. Man, yeah. I had one, and you know, at the front of the shop, there's a picture of like a bit of bread sandwich thing with like okay. some nice cuts of lamb. And, and like an idiot I go in I'm you like oh, a good picture yeah. and I'm like because I just wanted something small like I wanted a little sandwich and I was yeah, like yeah. hey my man can I get a sandwich small I was like small yeah just like a small yeah, we don't sandwich do small. like small 
and uh, and I turn and he like goes waves the bread at me. He's like this one. I'm like you got it. Yeah. And I turn around and I look back and he's just shearing bits of lamb yeah. off. He's got the bread on the bottom of the styrofoam, shearing lamb off so that it's Which just sitting the on styrofoam top of the bread. Contains more meat than the actual dinner. Kebab. Oh man. And then and then it's like already packed and then he's just like salad, salad, salad. So he can't even close it. Yeah. I can't even touch the bread that it's on. And when I go to lift it up, I've, all the bread's dissolved. I took it back. I put it in front of him and I'm like. Come on, dude. Oh, did like, you really? What, yeah, I was like, what's yeah, yeah. going on? He's like, this is kebab, this is Turkish, Turkish food. I'm like, no, it's not. You're sh- shame on you, sir. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. Oh, it was it, so that, bad. That, that I, story... and I chucked all the salad in the bin and just ate the lamb and then left in a half. Well, that story makes me physically angry. To yeah. know that that, that, yeah. that is, is what and like, our like, food is. And he was like, this is Turkish. Yeah. It's like, like they're, in London, they're like, Two places I'll eat dinner kebab. Yeah. In the whole of London. There's yeah, one really? in South Kensington called Bosphorus, which is fucking Bosphorus. Yeah, it's okay. amazing. Uh-huh. And there's another one um in Dawson, it's called Best Turkish Kebab. Or something oh, like that's that. the one we went to that time. I used to live near there. I yeah, remember yeah. we went there one no, time. No, no, that was Shish we went to. I okay. took you to another place called okay. Umut two thousand. And that's yes, that's the best Umut. place to get shish. Yeah. I took Brenda there the other week. Okay. And like but for dinner kebab, because it's usually just toxic waste yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been congealed into a fucking phallic thing on a stick it's so gross yeah um, I don't even know how you can call it lamb what they no, it's put. not it's just yeah but if you go to Berlin like yeah. even the shittest kebab yeah the Berlin stuff is one. sick yeah. man because they're like 90% Turkish you can get chicken there. here though chicken here is alright yeah but even then it's like mainly skin mm. like you know it's just here if you're going to have a kebab if you're going to not be picky you've got to get a shish because yeah. at least then you can see it's like a ch- chunk of meat what's shish? that's like the cubes of meat yeah great so like what we had when I took you to yeah it. okay I mean but that was like three years ago I'd barely <laughs> was it really? yeah, it was three years, years ago man fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell but yeah so when it comes to like kebabs you've got to be either really picky or just go for shish kebab what's the best kebab you've ever had in the world? Oh, in Istanbul. In Istanbul? It's, Just I can't the remember, other week? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I literally, like, if this place didn't exist, mm-hmm. there's a good chance I wouldn't have went to Istanbul. Oh, really? Because I went there last year. And it's called char kebab, which is like doner kebab, but sideways. So yeah. just imagine the spit is going sideways. Oh, so what, all the fat goes down the bottom, so it's yeah. yeah. And it's just fucking amazing. Uh-huh. I had, like, pork <laughs> in one sitting. <laughs> like, and the thing is, you can see, because when you first order it, they give you two. So you eat two, and there's a geezer sort of walking around the table. So yeah. you just say signal, and he gives you another one. Yeah. So I signaled, and he gave me one more. And then when I signaled for the fourth one, he sort of went to put his hand up, and sort of looked at me, and said, like, are, are you sure? You want a fourth one? I was like, just fucking bring the bring thing. Bring it, man. Like, I'm, not, I'm only here for two more days. Give me the fucking kebab. I had but, a really good one in Amsterdam. The food in Amsterdam was... Well, not the kebabs in Amsterdam were great. Yeah, it's just yeah. bad. In London, I love the man. fact that we're, like, what? Like, four, yeah, four minutes you, in, and already I'm talking about Oh, we're probably, kebabs. like, 15 minutes in. But, yeah, <laughs> we're just talking about kebabs, man. Um, but, yeah, that's basically my life when I travel. I just look at food. It's crazy that you're traveling all these places and just taking pictures. You're paying for that yourself. It depends. Like if I sometimes, like when I went to um, Venice this year, um, I planned to go out to shoot with a couple of mates and the same geezer I went out to Istanbul with. Yeah, yeah. And um, there was a bad company I'd been working with in London. Yeah. So I just got in touch with them and said, look, Venice is a beautiful city. I'm going out there with two models. Do you want me to shoot some stuff for you? And I'm like, yeah, all right. And that, that job basically paid for the holiday. Whoa. So that's smart. kind of a way of Very doing smart. it. And like when I go to Paris, sometimes I'll reach out to a couple of brands or whatever. <clears throat> like Paris brands or no, not Paris no, brands. London. Because they London don't give brands. a fuck. Yeah, they, they don't care. They're but in London Paris. brands. So, oh, if we can get some content or so, uh, like some stuff for our lookbook that's in Paris or nice. in Venice or wherever, it's sort of, you know, it's like exotic to them. 
That's so it's smart. not just fucking down Covent Garden. Or and so that's normally the thing is like someone will go, hey, like, is this your bit? What? How does your business work? I don't understand uh, it. I know you've got this Instagram full of beautiful models, and you're contacting agencies, yeah. and then you go to amazing places and take pictures. Well, basically, like nothing that you see on my Instagram feed, and mm-hmm. usually not even on my website, is paid work. Okay, that's all portfolio work. That's just stuff that. Wh- that's stuff that I want to shoot, okay. not stuff that I have to shoot because I'm being paid for it. Right. And the reason for that is. I mean, there are certain brands that I work with that I love the work and I love the images and I love like, the brand's stuff. But there are certain brands that I work with that I don't really like their product and yeah. don't really like what they're trying to sell. Sure. So I don't really want that on my feed because okay. my feed is basically what I want to put out there yeah, as my work. Yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. yeah. So I sort of made a um, decision early on that all paid work won't go on. Yeah. Because if I start posting pictures of paid work that I like, then there will be a brand that I don't like their stuff and they will say to me, look, would you put our stuff on your feed? Ah, and, I, nice. and then I can't say to them, oh no, I don't do that because they'll, they'll point to my feed, well, this is a paid. Yeah. Like, this so you paid. don't do any paid stuff. So no. you're literally not an Instagram business. Instagram no. is just your ad for your services. Exa- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So I'll get, like a lot of my work comes from agencies who have um, new faces, like people who are just breaking into modeling and they want some stuff for their book to get jobs for that model or just like freelance models who want to get together a portfolio to pitch to um, uh, agencies or bloggers who want stuff and even then like most of that stuff won't make it onto my feed either how long have you been doing it for now? Uh, the thing is I feel like I've been saying four years for two years yeah yeah so maybe five years ish okay but um, it's really hard to sort of define the line because like you know before I was a photographer I was a writer yeah and I was doing reviews and and you were doing that website with your cousin right yeah yeah so we were sort of running it I use the word together loosely yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah yeah. yeah, um, we were running the this website and to do the and we had like an Instagram account which was yeah. all about London as well so totally. like taking pictures around the city so that's what how I sort of started shooting yeah was um but you were shooting, shooting before for, you were shooting before that though no no, for, no? For my first sort of proper camera like quotation marks for that like to Real. for the articles because you always need pictures to go with the article okay and you need stuff to go with the features so you were just stuff. like I'm just going to start taking pictures well yeah pretty much really because when the um, business went down the website went like sort of we stopped I was like okay now what the fuck am I going to do uh-huh. and I was like well I've already sort of amassed like a small following on Instagram yeah so this is when I was shooting more sort of street stuff like street life and landscapes and yeah, stuff yeah 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 and I we started shooting that and I quickly realised there's literally no money in that like, yeah. unless you're like one of the best fuckers in the world like, totally get brands taking to... pictures of buildings no one cares yeah. I mean I've noticed that on my Instagram I fucking take pictures of me and I get you know heaps of likes yeah. take pictures of something that I think is really nice people don't give a like, shit like no where's your face mate yeah, yeah. they don't give a shit like, I, personally I prefer my um, travel stuff yeah. like my work I, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, they're the images that when I look at I go oh, that's, that's quite a nice image yeah but when I shoot like portraits and stuff that I always notice something I didn't do right or something that bothers me about the, the positioning or whatever yeah but um like i said like i it's kind of my fault as well that's the, that's the sort of audience that i've sort of cultivated yeah 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 like, for sure that's why i don't post uh, male models but i shoot male models yeah but i don't pay, post it because my following like the, i don't give a fuck yeah i don't yeah, want to see these you know? <laughs> that's what people are like now <laughs> yeah and the, the but your images is, aren't like that though they're like artistic you know yeah, I, try. I guess I guess it's almost like I'm not looking at it for the tits I'm looking at it because it's a nice photo that's what but. that's what annoys me that's why I try to shoot a lot of street stuff and not yeah. like lingerie stuff because when you're shooting 
laundry race off. No matter how nice the picture is, yeah. people will automatically go, oh, look at her, she's hot. Yeah, they don't yeah, give a yeah. shit about the competition or the... Po- like, even from the model's point of view, they don't care about her pose. Yeah. They don't care about, like, the expression she's pulling. They're just sure. looking at as much flesh as they can. Yeah. So, but when you're doing a street shoot with a model, people will sort of desexualize it because for some reason people can't look at a naked because woman because it's on without... the street well no but even like when you're doing lingerie people can't look at that without thinking of her like as a sexual object yeah do you know what I mean yeah. so but when it's on the street and she's got a, like a t-shirt or jumper or jeans on people can some people can't some people are just fucking like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Some all people the fucking time <laughs> like you can just say the word woman to them and they're just fast yeah. you know <laughs> but um when they're on the when it's, uh, you're doing street shoot or whatever it's a lot easier for most people to yeah. desexualize it and just look at the shot as a shot sure so when you take a picture though are you I feel like the whole thing with uh, take a picture fuck that's the most dumb kind of way to say it isn't it <laughs> I mean that is literally what I'm doing so yeah 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 when you create an image <laughs> there you go you're speaking my lingo now you're like um, aren't you in a way kind of telling people how to look at it though no because what I my main goal when taking a picture is people to forget that I'm there yeah because I want them to sort of see the scene yeah it's like when you watch special effects in a movie the best special effects are the special effects you don't see yeah so when I'm trying to take a picture I don't want people to be noticing what I'm trying to make you focus on I want you to just focus on whatever is draw, draw, draws you into but the shot but inadvertently I mean even like okay maybe a lay person might not see that but if someone's skilled at taking pictures they'd be able to be like the photographers made us look there oh yeah even but, if you didn't mean to but because of the thing that you were focusing on yeah. right yeah yeah but I mean, for most photographers, and pretty much all of my images, the main thing I want to focus on is their face. Yeah. Okay. That's why a lot of leading lines will lead to the head. Ah. So, because as soon as you look at the model's eyes and the face, you make a connection. Yeah. You don't make a connection by looking at their leg or their fucking sure. chest or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I try my best to make people focus on. But obviously when there's a girl in her underwear or it's whatever. Hard. Yeah it's almost impossible it's so interesting because I feel like this is what I was talking to you about the other day is I feel like you can kind of tell because people use the word classy to describe yeah. your pictures yeah I hope so <laughs> yeah I, th- I think so Thank I think you. that's I appreciate when that. I've shown people them and uh, that says something about you that you're not and this is what I was saying here the other day about like it's crazy to me that you can be uh, with a camera and there's a naked model there yeah, and you yeah. have a camera and you can make this person feel comfortable enough to let you take a picture of them. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, the I, I say this pretty much to every model that I shoot with. Like my main goal isn't to take the good pictures or to it's to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. The second they feel comfortable, the pictures are gonna come because I know what I'm doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So the second we both are in that mode, we're like, okay, we're just gonna take pictures. It's cool. Yeah. So it's really weird, but and it sounds really offensive, but when I'm shooting a model, yeah. The second the cameras to my eye, they're not a model. They're not. They're a subject. They're an object yeah, right. that I'm trying to work the scene around. They're not a person. Yeah. So it's not ah. sexual yeah it's really like and the thing is when I say this to somebody who's not a photographer yeah. I know at the back of their mind they're thinking bollocks like that's yeah. just fucking I don't, I don't think I don't think you are lying though I don't yeah. think so because there's no way that you could do that like, like if, make if, if it wasn't that. real yeah. yeah there's no way you could lie to someone like well I mean I no I don't think it would be possible to lie to that many people and do it yeah. so effectively I mean maybe it is yeah I mean 
but yeah i just it's just I, about making them realize that look i don't give a fuck that you put your clothes off yeah like as a personal level yeah but for this shot and for certain models like whenever you uh, are going to work with a model the first thing you have to decide is what is best for this model there are yeah. certain models who lingerie is their best work yeah because they've got the body for it or they their pose is sort of lean towards that genre uh-huh. but there are certain models who don't so if you're shooting with somebody who does sort of fit the lingerie or nude sort of look better yeah when you're shooting with them you have to make them realize that the, the reason we're doing this shoot is because this is what is more flattering for you not because i want my dick to get hard <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 so it's, that's so interesting it's all about trying to make give that sort of message across and um like the the best way to do it is like when they first change into or out of their clothes or whatever don't look at them like just yeah. just fiddle your camera try and get your settings sorted your colors yeah, right yeah, yeah. your white balance um always make sure like before you start shooting say look have something that you can slip on and off quickly yeah. in between shoot because in between like sets or little bits yeah i want them to take the camera and look at it yeah of course and and you don't want them to have to be standing around naked yeah. so that if they've got like a shawl or just some yeah. dressing gown they can whack on i can hand them the camera that i can go to my phone just yeah. start fiddling on that and wow you know, so, it's so just you're about, still it's not that you're like if you didn't have those things do you think you would just look like if you didn't have like your phone there or whatever no but that's more it's weird that's more for them yeah so they, right. they can see that i'm literally doing something else yeah like that my interest isn't on them yeah so it's like as soon as as soon as they notice that yeah they can feel more comfortable you know yeah and um i um i i remember there's a something about leadership that i read years ago about um a great way to lead is rather than tell people we have to do this and i'm saying we have to do this because i'm the leader mm. it's almost to go we have to do this because of some external forces making us do yeah, this let's band everybody together yeah it's like it's you and i are being forced to do this thing yeah, and yeah. i'm just the one who has to tell you and that's kind of yeah. what you're doing it's I, like I, get, I mean that's a good way I'm not telling you to put lingerie on yeah. the standards of beauty that we have to adhere to in order to take this photo are telling us that you have to put yeah. lingerie on yeah but less sort of I mean that's negative. quite insid- yeah that's that's an, that's <laughs> that's an insidious quite, yeah. that's an insidious way yeah. to phrase it but, but there, like, there are so, I sort or of, whatever it is you're you're going to look better with lingerie on because that's well, just the thing your is, body I've sort type of worked myself into a corner in the sense that because I now have that stuff on my portfolio, yeah. I have models who will contact me and say, look, I want to do this sort of shoot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's, because it, we usually have to rent an Airbnb or hotel room or whatever to shoot in, yeah. or a studio, but that's very rare. Are you sure you don't want to do a street shoot? Because ah. it would be, I think, but they're like, no, 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 I really like your interiors. Like, I literally just had a shoot the other day yeah. where the model was saying to me, oh, I really want to do a, interior shoot i really want to do like a laundry shoot with you because i like your interior work which is sort of insult- insult- insulting <laughs> to my street work <laughs> like, okay so you don't really like the street work yeah, I know, yeah Fine. yucky Fuck you. icky smoke covered <laughs> but um, i'm like look we can do that but it'll be difficult on short notice to find somewhere um your agency probably wouldn't be happy with you working with somebody that you haven't worked with before they haven't worked with before if it's in lingerie right let's just do a street shoot and they're like, okay, but we can do like an Andre shoot. Then like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's just get this shoot yeah, done yeah, first. Yeah. But yeah, there's like that one that you know is 
before. You remember you, sh- you sent me in a message saying I can't. The one you were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. The one. girl's completely naked. Yeah. yeah. She was adamant it was an interior shoot. She really? had. And if you look at her, um, like her portfolio, yeah. it's all it's either lingerie or bikini stuff. Right. Like she's She has literally no interest in shooting street. That's what Which she's is going fair for. enough. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's her decision. Yeah. So I literally just tried to shoot whatever the model wants to shoot or what I think best their talents and their look lends towards hopefully it's the same thing yeah if it's not if it's an unpaid shoot i will say to them look i think it's better if we do a street shoot i don't really want to do a lingerie shoot or it'll be vice versa although that obviously yeah. can be taken the wrong way yeah 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 but that would be so terrifying for me man if i was trying like i <laughs> i could never do what you're doing man it's crazy it, gets it would easier. be just yeah i'm sure it would get easier and i guess if you care about i mean it's it speaks to how much you care about photography more than trying to sleep with models oh yeah <laughs> you i couldn't know? do a shit yeah it's yeah not, yeah like, that's, so, that's great yeah. that's so great because I, mean, I, I mean there's, there's, just... there's also the fact that <laughs> I could never do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, there's also the fact that I'm a five foot four Turkish Cypriot guy with a scruffy beard, scruffy Maybe, hair. Maybe. Like, I, I mean, mean, even if I wanted to, the chances of that happening are sure. fucking. Do you know what sure, I mean? Yeah. But I mean, if you want, I mean, I don't know. If yeah. That's relevant, but, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just in my mind, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Because like, I, I can't really separate sort of sex and relationship because I've got no interest in having a relationship I've got no interest in sleeping yeah. with these women interesting because it's like okay if I see a hot girl I'm like, oh wow she's really pretty if I was to start thinking down that line I'd be like oh wow yeah I'd see her yeah but then we'd be in a relationship then she start nagging me and then she'd be that's sort yeah, of right. because You're I'm already not talking a, yeah. yourself, so it's not I'm already <laughs> talking about wanting to break up with this guy that doesn't even know I exist yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yes. it's not because you love photography that you're such a good photographer. It's because of deep-seated emotional attachment issues. That's pretty much that you're it. You're such a I good think, photographer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if you get that to the crux of it, that is pretty much it. That's nuts. But yeah, because I'm like I'm not a people sort of person. Yeah. So it's really easy for me to make a quick connection with somebody. Yeah. Get the job done and then leave. And then say goodbye. Yeah. Because you, it's not like you're. Yeah, I'm not you, connected to that person. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like. I mean, there there are a few models that I've worked with who have sort of become friends, and yeah. now I don't see them as models; they're my mates. That's great. Who I shoot with sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, like there's a girl. Would, I it shoot. Be, would it be weird if you shot that person naked now that they're your friend? Naked, maybe. Yeah. But there's one girl who I've shot with uh, called Flavia, who pretty much everybody on my who follows me knows this of this girl. Yeah. Um, she's like a good mate of mine now and whenever she goes to Paris yeah. I'll fly out there and we'll shoot and we've done some lingerie shoots and it's just sort of it doesn't really fucking make a difference if it's lingerie or street because we've done both even like sorry to go back to the thing about the intention of the photographer like mm. I always think when you know you look at a photo like if a photo's if a girl's doing something very sexy and it's like an overtly sexual photo I'm thinking like there must be some of that energy because, like the view, like the. What am I trying to say? I think I know. What like you're it's like to say. the male gaze in cinema, you know, yeah, yeah. the gaze of the photographer. It's like you kind of have to be thinking about it sexually to capture that moment, right? I Surely, mean, because that's... the photograph almost like I I sometimes get. I remember being scared of taking a photo or something because I'm like, is this revealing something about me when yeah, I take yeah. this photo? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. But I, and I think if you are shooting stuff that is overtly sexual, 
then obviously that is then you sort like, of portraying oh, the way you're looking at this scene. Yeah. But... Well, I guess your stuff just isn't yeah, that overtly yeah. sexual. I mean, even like the nude stuff, it's pretty much a girl sitting on a chair who happens to be naked. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's quite a wide shot. It's not. I'm not close up. Sure. So there's no sort of... And I guess there are things that you can, like you just said, there it's a wide shot or whatever. There yeah. are there are technical things that you can do, where you know it's going to communicate a certain thing. So you can exactly. be a lot more deliberate in your communication, exactly. rather than just taking a picture and then someone who knows about photography going, "You realise you did this and this and this and this," which makes it look like you're trying to fuck this girl, yeah, right? Exactly. That's that's the that's a key point of it. Like most of my sort of lingerie stuff or nude stuff is quite far away yeah I don't want to give the viewer like the feeling that they could reach out and touch the girl huh so I mean there's a few which maybe you could see that way yeah but that was probably just sort of like limitations of the room yeah not yeah, really yeah. do you know what I mean just like, I, just didn't, I just didn't have fucking room to move <laughs> didn't have enough back. money to get a big Airbnb yeah like if you look at <laughs> most of my work it's all wide stuff yeah so that's is I'm more about capturing the scene yeah. and the models in there and putting the person in the scene exactly is that a product of the fact that you wanted to be a street photographer but no one I likes really, pictures of yeah, faces I really think that, that is what it is really yeah because I'm You're just much like more let me put scenes. this girl in this scene yeah. so that everyone will look at it yeah <laughs> they'll, they'll be looking at the girl and I'll be look, saying look at that fucking bus in the background that bus is sick <laughs> And the thing is, there will be at least, like, if they're listening, there will be at least four or five models who will start laughing now because they'll have heard me saying, all right, I'm just going to wait for a bus in the background oh, for this really? shot. You know, because that's just what I prefer. Yeah. I, don't really, I find close-up stuff, or, where it's just a model, like headshot, yeah. I find it fucking boring. Unless the girl is, like, shockingly beautiful. But, I mean, they're all shockingly beautiful. Well, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, but it's just easy. Yeah. Like anybody it's can easy take... to make a beautiful girl look beautiful. Yeah, if it's yeah. a headshot, like what the fuck am I doing? I'm literally just pointing at her face and clicking and then walking off. Yeah. But if I'm doing a a scene or a wide shot, then it's there's more to it. And I'm making myself sound like a right fucking poncy twat. No, I think that's, but that's great, just, man. That's how I try to I think that's awesome. put it together. Where where are your spots that you'd like to go and shoot at? Oh god, I would love to shoot somewhere in South America. Yeah. Um I really want to You've seen, oh, what's that Antonio Banderas film? The film that made him. I have no idea. He was wearing like a black suit and he had like a guitar case with it. Oh, like, that, that it sounds like, like every Spanish person. Yeah, it I've does. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, like old style Mexico. Yeah. You know, like saloons and stuff like oh, that. Okay. That sort of look, I would love to do like, a street shoot there. That's cool. Um, like dusty, kind of yeah. like, like the Wild West from 200 years ago. Exactly. Kind of that, yeah. I would love that sort of street shoot like that. Or I'd like to shoot in New York without having to go to New York because yeah. I'm not that keen on flying out to America at the moment. But um, yeah, just places like that. Just something interesting that yeah. has a lot of lines or just has a lot of character. Cities, or interesting though. tones. Cities, places that humans have yeah. built. Because you have more lines for that. But yeah. If you're going out into a field, you've just got one line, which is the horizon. Ah. Or you've got a couple of trees that might fucking lean in. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. like to sort of have everything lead to the model. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I, the thing is, I would love to shoot at that Airbnb in Istanbul again. And um, I would, Istanbul is, the thing is, it's a weird city because it's beautiful from afar. Uh-huh. But when you're just actually in the city walking around, it's fucking 
ugly. Like, there's a, it's dirty. a real, yeah, it's quite a grimy city. Yeah, which I'm probably pissing off quite I a lot like of people. I like that. I like yeah. a grimy city. Oh, mate. you would love Istanbul. Yeah, because it's busy. People are fucking insane. Yes, yeah, man, shouting. Oh god. Yeah, like the, someone's laughing and then someone's the having an argument. To, and then that is like, the soundtrack to Istanbul. That's with sick. a police siren going. Yeah, in the background. yeah, 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 yeah. So and then you've got the azan waking up at four o'clock in the morning. What's every the azan? Day. You know when they the call to prayer from the mosque. Oh really? Yeah, and at it's four really, o'clock. Yeah, because that's the first like sunrise. Oh my so five. god. And the, the funny thing is, when you're sort of there, because there are loads of mosques, they sort of compete against each other. To have the loudest yeah. one? Yeah, so oh they, they sort of God. overlap, and some of them, you can hear them sort of try and like, give them the wobble in their voice. And really? it's like, mate, just, look, I can hear all of you. Just want, just take turns. <laughs> just chill out. Yeah, like God's you do Tuesday, you do score. Wednesday. Yeah, nobody cares. That's funny as hell, man. So, because yeah. Because no matter how pure a thing you're trying to attain, there's always a little bit of ego creeping always, in. Always. Yeah. Everybody is competing for something. Thing. Yeah. Always, they always want to be the best at whatever they're doing, even if it's calling the azan or <laughs> making popcorn. Or, do you know? They always want it to be making the kebabs. best shit. Yeah, that's why a lot of Turkish places call themselves the best. Really? If you see a kebab place that has best in the name, they're Turks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're usually shit. <laughs> Number one kebab. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just the way people are. Um, I wonder what what thing should I ask you last? I feel like we're almost done. Yeah. Um, where is this is this it you're just going to do photos it seems like yeah. you're fucking having a great time like, I, is this is this what you want to do now i would like to somehow work my way back into travel and sort of switch to that which i really shouldn't say but i'm gonna say anyway what do travel photography yeah full time pretty much more travel that's like my favorite part of the job yeah and um the best thing about it is you can go out and do it whenever you want you don't have to book a shoot so like if you're going away to say venice yeah and you're there for two days uh-huh if you're up at sunrise and you want to go and shoot, you can go out and shoot, you can get, just go get your it. work done. Yeah. Um, but when you're do, working with models or with agencies or whatever, you've got to book the shoot. You've got to book it days or weeks or months in oh, advance. Totally. So you're just sitting there or you're working on other stuff. Happen. You know, you're editing other images. But when you're doing travel stuff, I can go out, shoot the images, come back, edit the images, and it's done. So you've almost just got to be traveling with a model for the whole time. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's what... That's what for me to be able to do what I'm doing now the yeah. way I want to. That yeah. would be the way. Because that's to do so. It. That's the thing that yeah, the thing that you like to do is to go out and do the shoots. But right now yeah. you've got to go through all these third parties and shit. Exactly. You almost uh, and I mean I know you're not going to be happy about this, I but you're you. unfortunately just going to have to get a model girlfriend who oh, will no. travel around the world with you and let you take photos of her. What a yeah. nightmare situation. I'm sorry that I've backed you into a corner. <laughs> but I would never date a model. No, really? No, they're fucking insane. I, I mean, like I said, I've got friends who are models, but a lot of them are just... It's the industry. Why you are have, they insane? You have to be What's insane. But you have to be insane to want to be a model because it's really? such a fucking insane industry. Yeah. So, and What's I used, the insanity of it? Because, I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to take this in a nice way I mean it in a nice way I really do but it's like being a comedian this yeah. is the best way I yes, can say it. that's what I thought of yeah because yeah. to be a comedian you have to have the confidence to say and the the want to say you know what I want to go and stand on a stage and have loads of people listen to me talk and I want them to shut the fuck yeah. up while I'm yeah, talking totally. and not only do I want that I want them to laugh at what I'm saying and yeah. to clap me when I leave yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean that's <laughs> a crazy thing so, so to be a model is kind of like a, I want to go and stand in front of people I want them to shut up take my picture and I want them to enjoy what I'm doing Yeah. and I want, and them, I want, to, I want them to, to print it out me. and I want them to fucking put it on the wall and I want everybody to look at it and go <laughs> look how amazing this girl looks <laughs> and the thing is although that sounds really negative 
That's, that's literally what it is. Yeah, that is what it is, and it's not a negative thing. That's yeah. just what some people want. What I want is I want. It's crazy that someone wants that. <laughs> but I, what happened to them, and what <laughs> happened to me? But I'm not that far off. Because I want people to look at my images. Yeah. I don't want them to shut the fuck up and look at my work at and say, look how you, amazing. Though. But that's just because my priorities is in the images. Yeah. But certain uh, people, their priorities is themselves, yeah. which is way more healthy if you yeah. think about it. Is it? <laughs> because my priority isn't myself. I don't give a fuck about myself. You don't give a fuck about yourself. That's why, that's why, why I look you're like eating a cork kebabs. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So their, their way of living is way more healthy, like physically and mentally, because right. they're taking care of themselves, Maybe. which is what everybody should be doing. But yeah, so it's the same thing for me. I want my work printed up on the wall, and I want people to be like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. that is an amazing shot. Sure. So to be a model and to be a photographer, it's just kind of, it's a level of ego that you have to have. Yeah, definitely. But, I think but, for, some reason in, but for some reason in you, the ego is not with you. No, because no. I... I know, I know there's never going to be a shot of me where people go, actually no there is one shot that might yeah make. I'm sure there'll be a bunch yeah. of nice fucking things of you yeah but the thing is for me because I don't take pictures of myself like if, yeah. I, if I'm with a model and they like, after the shoot say oh can I take a selfie with you I'll go no really yeah I don't like my picture being out there that's funny because I wanted to take a picture of you to put with this podcast yeah no you don't want to do it <laughs> no I don't I don't oh, like that's it that's so funny yeah you're going to get I know you're going to fucking do it anyway I'll probably do it yeah, yeah. but yeah, I just don't like my picture being taken. Yeah, really? And there's like one picture out there of me that I like, and it's it, it's by like one of the best strip photographers in the world. Really? Like his name is Alan Sharla. He's like a, uh-huh. a, a friend, and we were in the science museum, and he's like, "Oh, this would be a really nice shot. Can you start, sit there?" And I sat there. He took a picture, and it's a really nice shot. Yeah. But it's just funny that it took one of the greatest photographers in the world to take a picture for me to go yeah it's alright maybe the picture maybe the picture's not even that good maybe you just like it because of the <laughs> well, kudos well, of the having the is, best guy in the world take even, a picture even in that picture I'm covering half my face with oh, my yeah. hand so like if it, my full face was in the shot I yeah. probably wouldn't like it sure but yeah I think so I couldn't have that sort of thing about me wanting to be in the pictures yeah like the closest thing to that is it being my picture so that's sort of my that's where you get your kicks that's yeah. where you get off and I love I love when I post a picture of a girl and then I'll go to their account like an hour or two later and I'll go to who's following them and if I see people who I know have found them through me nice. I love that it's like okay now I'm getting them more that's exposure cool, man. That's a very what nice we're doing thing. do you know what I mean yeah. so that's something I really like unless it's a sleazy photographer yeah <laughs> oh, I know he's a messenger oh I saw you shot a nude shoot with this guy so you shoot a nude shoot I with me do a nude shot and with me there's loads of people like that it's fucking oh yeah. bummer but yeah that's the sort of what I'm aiming for nice man um, well thanks for doing this dude that's alright mate anytime good shit <laughs>